0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Blue Wire.
2: With the second pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison. Defensive end, Michigan.
0: Jared Goff. Winds up.
3: Touchdown, Detroit.
0: Josh Riddle. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams. Extra speed on
2: the gas and gone. Touchdown.
3: Yo. What is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 273 on the blue wire network I am your host Tyler joined by my two guys as always Mr. Malcolm Hart Pierre boys how are you guys doing how are we feeling for the brand new Lions facing against the New York football Giants. Boys, how we feeling? No, New York Jets. Did I say the Giants? You did. My fault. We're playing at MetLife still. We're playing the Jets this time. We're not playing the Giants. We were just we were just talking about the Giants before, so that was stuck in my head. So scratch that. New York football jets, not the Giants. How are we feeling regardless? Forget that.
4: <laughs> Tyler, I'm feeling great. This is a this is a game where we'll get into later, but this is a game where I feel like it's strength on strength. And it'll show like where you are as a football team. The Jets are seven and six. Lions are six and seven. Similar teams, man. I'm excited. Hustle environment. Let's see what we could do. Let's fucking go, Malcolm. What's up, bro?
2: Woo! What is going on, man? Yo, this is this is a, a great time to be a Lions fan right now. The brand new Lions. The Lions. This is yeah, the brand new Lions. We have the Lions going against the Jets. We have the flaming hot Lions going against the Jets. They just lost the last two. They're not They're not hot, but they're a team that could give the Lions problems. Um, I, I, I like this matchup. I think it's going to be very a very interesting game. Let's just get into it, man. I can't wait. Uh, Pierre, do you got injuries?
4: Yeah, I got them. First, we'll start with the Lions, and we'll get with the Jets. So the Lions conducted a walkthrough today. These are estimations, but it still looks pretty good. So guard Coyote, Owishka with ankle didn't practice. Linebacker Derek Barnes with a knee didn't practice. Evan Brown, Jason Kaminda, Taylor Decker, Will Harris, C.G. Moore, Frank Regna, right? We're all limited. Now we go to the Jets injury report. Corey Davis is dealing with a concussion. He didn't practice. Cornerback Brandon Echol is dealing with a uh, quad injury. He didn't in practice. Defensive end, John Franklin Myers, an illness. You know that illness a lot of players are going. Lions had it last week. Some players had it last week. So there's like a little flu going around. Uh, safety will parks, not injury related in practice. And this is a big one. Quentin Williams with a cap didn't practice. Salah said he's day to day. So we'll see if he'll play or not. Uh, tackle Dwayne Brown, uh, defensive end, Mike Clements, tackle George Fan, quarterback uh, Mike White. We're all limited. Mike White is their starter also. He's right now the starting quarterback. because Zach Wilson's the number two this week.
3: Yeah. And that's big because Mike White, took two very big hits last week versus Buffalo. So there was some questions in who is going to be the quarterback this week for the Jets. And it looks like with Mike White practicing on Wednesday, that looks like it is indicating that he will probably be good to go going into Sunday versus the Lions. But we will see. I think this is going to be a match when we get into this defense that I think you're going to have to prepare for both him and Wilson just in case of that option if Wilson has to come into this game if Mike White takes a hit or something like that. Then the line should be prepared for Zach Wilson just in case that scenario does come in play. And I wouldn't even be completely shocked if they activate all three quarterbacks with Flacco. We'll see what they end up doing on game day with their activations and actives, which we'll do on Sunday on Twitter Space an Hour before the game. We'll know the inactives an actives and actives for that game. So we'll see how many quarterbacks they have active. And um, it looks like it will be at least Mike White and Zach Wilson. We'll see if Flacco's. active activated but let's get into this so the brand new lions offense versus the new york jets defense this is like Pierre said this is good on good i mean these are two top units in the respected categories the lions offense is rolling obviously you got the winning streak so they're playing some really good football right now they got their pieces back on offense you got james who back you got dj chark back you got josh reynolds back you got your offensive line intact right now and then as far as the new york jets right now Great secondary. Sauce Garner's an animal. Quinn Williams is a beast. 11 sacks. We'll see if he ends up playing or not. He didn't practice on Wednesday, so we'll see throughout the week if he's in or out. So I'm just going to give the keys to either of you guys, whoever wants to take over. What do the Lions have to do on offense this week to get going against this New York Jets defense? Because as good as this Lions offense has been this year, the New York Jets, man, they do a really, really good job against opposing teams' offenses, and they play in a very tough division in the AFC East. You play teams like the Dolphins. You play teams like the Bills. So they've done a good job with those teams. So we'll see what the Lions have to do. So what are you guys doing this week when you look at this Lions offense versus Jets defense? Uh,
4: before I do that, I just want to give like a mini Sky report on the Jets, and shout out to Dave Briquet. He said this in his article. So the Jets have given up the six-fewest points in the NFL this season and ranked the top six in total defense third, fourth in pass defense, fourth in sack rate, sixth in interception rate, and then obviously Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, and Quentin Williams, like you mentioned. I mean, those guys are all balling for them. In my opinion, Tyler, what you do in this game... It's going to be outdoors. It's it's out like New York. It's December. It's probably going to be cold. Maybe some New snow. New Jersey, I don't know. but they're called the New York Jets for no reason. Yeah, but you yes. know what I mean. Same <laughs> shit. Yeah,
2: New Jersey. Yeah, they're in the middle of the land.
4: It's <laughs> like a 30-minute drive or some shit. You know what I mean? Same thing. Anyways, like it's going to be cold. Maybe some snow. I don't know. But this is a game where your run game get, has to get going. Um, It's your O-line. This team is – the way the Lions are built, they're built to play in these type of games. This December game, it's kind of of like going to feel like I it's not a playoff game, but it's sort of like a playoff game for both teams because if either of them is out, like loses, But likely chance of them going to the playoffs is really low. Both teams have to win this game to have a chance to get in the playoffs, in my opinion. So there's a lot on the line for both teams, Um, and the Jets' D-line is one of the best in the league right now, and the Lions' O-line is one of the best in the league. But, bro, I'm taking our O-line over their D-line all day. That's how I feel. Maybe I'm being a little biased, but I think the Lions have the best O-line on the the NFL. I just I like our chances. I don't know, Malcolm. What, what do you think?
2: You know what? Uh, you, you did hit it. You hit you hit, it, you hit it right, man. I, I think the way you need to attack this this defense because you're looking at you look at the, the rankings. You know, they're they're third overall in, in overall defense, fifth in passing defense, and then they're thirteenth in rushing defense. So. I think you, you got to maybe attack their weakness and this is crazy that their weaknesses, there will be the running defense, which is, is, which is really good, but that's something you do have to attack. I mean, I think that'll probably be our best chance. The thing is with the Jets and what they do really well is they they're not scared to press man you. And if this was a week five matchup or a week six matchup, I would have came on here and said that, look guys, uh, just prepare yourself because they're going to play press man. And you know, Jared Goff, it doesn't, He doesn't perform well when he doesn't have his wide receivers out there and they're going to play press man. Now he has everybody. Everybody's healthy. Uh, There was no wide receiver on the the injury report, which is great news. So this is going to be a big test. It's going to be a big test to see how well can our wide receivers separate. And we've seen him on Ross Brown. He got a lot better during the week separating. Um, We have DJ Shark. He's here. He's been doing a great job separating. So this is going to be a really good test for these guys. So I can't wait to see it. Um, I actually want to be shocked, man. If I know everybody's expecting a low scoring game, and even I'm you know, I came here earlier and I was telling my guys here that I think it's gonna be a low scoring game, but we're hot right now, man. We are are hot right now, man. We are hot right now. Um, do you want to give a big shout out to NFL, NFL NFL.com? A lot of people don't know this, but we're we actually cracked the top 10 in the power rankings. When the hell did that happen? When the last time that happened, we're top 10 in the power rankings right now. We jumped up from 17 to 10. The NFL.com power rankings, so we're hot. And um, this is gonna be another game right now that's gonna put a stamp on it. And and like you said, this is gonna be a playoff atmosphere. But I think Detroit Lions actually been in playoff mode two weeks ago. So that's why, I mean, they're just ready. I think they took every game. Now like, look, one by one, this is playoff mode. We're just gonna take it one at a time. Just like you are doing the playoffs, one game at a time. Um, So, I mean, this is another game that they just got to get by, and if they can do that, they're just one step closer to for me bringing up my broom and sweeping the season, man.
3: Yeah. No, <laughs> and I think this is the toughest game that they've had since Buffalo. And you know, I think people look at Minnesota, they're like, "Oh, that was a ten and two team coming in, like that should be your toughest matchup." I don't believe that. I think this Jets team gives us more issues, or could give us more issues than that Minnesota Vikings team did, and I felt that way coming into both of these games. I'm not saying that after the fact watching the Vikings game. I'm saying that before the fact, you know, before we watch that Vikings game and, you know, before the fact of this game, I think this Jets team could give us some problems because this defense isn't a joke. And I like that you brought up the fact that this is a big, prove-it game for Jared Goff because we know Jared Goff could be zone. We know Jared Goff could be, um, you know, a team that's not really good in pass defense. This team is really good in pass defense. So with having your weapons now – you got Jamison Williams back. You have Amon Ross and Brown. You have DJ Chark. You have Josh Reynolds. You have all your toys, all your weapons. There's not really an excuse for golf now and this offense to not beat man coverage because you could beat zone all day, and that's great and all, but this is the next step in showing me that you improved offensively even more if you could beat this man coverage team, which, you like you said, the Jets have zero issues playing man coverage with the pressure the amount they get on the quarterback and with the corners that they have right now, Sauce Garner's probably going to be the defensive rookie of the year. He's playing phenomenal. Then he got corners like Michael Carter the second, DJ Reed. So they have a really, really good secondary. So a big test for these lines receivers. And, you know, like we said, they've gone past these last two weeks, but these are teams that didn't really play man coverage versus lines offense. So we'll see a different look this week, and We'll see what Ben Johnson and Jared Goff have, you know, queued up for this week for the Sunday.
2: I actually want to, you know, hop onto that. Um, what you said, I know you said that the last team we played, that was like really tough with probably like the bills Yeah. other than this team. I'm gonna even bringing back further than that. I think, the, the, the comparable defense you're going to see with these Jets is going to be very similar to when we played the New England Patriots. And I would even say the Cowboys potentially. Yeah. Everybody remember that game. Everybody did not like that game because it was like, okay, we got blown out. Um, but I think this is a game that you, you can show that, look, you improved a lot from those games. And let's see if, these, if, these were, if we could beat man coverage, man, this is going to be a big test for receivers Your golf, you know, can we create separation? You know, um, can we run the ball in, 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 with, against that defense? If we're able to do that stuff, I think if we're able to have a successful offense against this team, like say they surprise everybody and they put up thirty points, say they if they actually do put up thirty points against the Jets, there is no question that they can't put up thirty points against anybody. They could if they could do it against the Jets, they could do it against anybody. I can tell you that now.
4: Here's a interesting stat. This is also a shout out to Dave Burkett. So Goff is. As you know, Goff and uh, the Niners were in the same division. He played Sala's defense a lot, so he's kind of familiar with it. And this is how he's been. He's 3-4 and four against the Niners as a starter against Salah's defense. He led the Rams to four games with at least 30 points, but lost his last four, including a career-low 78 yards loss in 2019. So it's a mixed bag with Goff and Sala, obviously. But I just think that... I don't think they've seen an O line like ours this this year. The Jets yeah. D line. I mean, they're a great D line. Don't get me wrong. Quinn and Williams, Franklin Myers, Carl Lawson. I'm missing someone else. I forgot his name, but I mean, they're 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 no joke. These guys are athletic. They'll get after you. Uh, Williams has 45 pressures. They're they're stacked. Oh, the other guy's name is uh, what's it called? it? Uh, Bryce Huff. Huff.
2: Bryce uh, Huff. Yeah.
4: He has twenty seven pressures, so that's pretty good.
3: Yeah. And, And this is a team that doesn't allow big scoring games. Like they played those juggernauts like the Buffalo Bills offensively and you know last week versus buffalo only gave up 20 points the matchup before only 17 points they ended up squeaking out and winning that game um you just look at the game like the only team that really gave them a tough time offensively you could say are the cincinnati Bengals and maybe the cleveland browns even even that game the cleveland browns probably should have won that game but the cincinnati Bengals, the only team i think that really dominated them offensively dominated this defense all year Other than that, they've been really stout against other teams. But I think kind of like what you mentioned, too, they haven't really seen this type of offense Yeah, They played the Vikings and they struggled with them. And I I think the Lions have arguably a better offense than the Vikings. You know, I think they have a way better offensive line. And maybe our skill players are not as good as them. But, you know, this is a game where you want to get the running game going. You're playing in a cold atmosphere. It's gonna be a tough game, man. This is gonna be like, like I said, good versus good, and it's gonna be a very, very, very intriguing matchup. Watching both of these teams go at it. Let I me mean,
2: ask a question: Like, if we able to, like, like if we're able to put up a lot of points, like, what does that say about the Lions, I, man?
3: I think that puts you in a category of being a top five offense or maybe even a top three offense in the league because this is not a joke of a defense you're playing on the road that's a very very impressive win in the middle of december like you have to give so much credit to the lions offense and that would really prove that this team is high and if they could beat this jets team i'll put on air right now i think this team could do something like this year and what i mean by do something this year i mean get in the playoffs. And actually do something in the playoffs. Make
2: some noise.
3: Make some noise. Because this is is the biggest test I think they've had since Buffalo. Overall, like as a team, this is the biggest test they've had. And we saw Buffalo get away from them as far as shooting themselves in the foot. This is another game where (laughs) the Jets are prone to make some mistakes, especially offensively. And we're going to get into that. But it's still a game you want to play very clean and you don't want to give up too many opportunities because I think we are both projecting at the end of the day, this is going to be a really close football game, whether it's high scoring or low scoring, most likely going to be low scoring. It's going to be a very, very tight football game all the way through just because these teams are, um, you know, they they match up well with each other. You know, their best is our best, you know, so we'll see how it goes, man. Here's the thing, too. I think one thing
4: we should mention is Jared Goff has struggled on the road this year. He has two touchdowns and four interceptions in five games on the road. Yeah. So this is also a big game for golf. This kind of like tells you like, okay, we get you could play in a dome. That's cute and all. But could you go win these tough games that you have to win in December and January in the playoffs? Even in February, if you're going Super Bowl, right? Is it in February? Well,
3: that would be, be in a dome.
4: You you know what I mean? Like in general, I'm saying though, like in general, if you want to play in the playoffs and, and if you want to be successful in this league, you have to play well when you're not in a dome. Also, you have to you have to execute. I mean, these two touchdowns and what did I say? Four picks that has to be better at home. You know what he is? He's he's elite at home. He's playing at an elite level at home. On the road, it's two different quarterbacks. So I want to see how Jared Goff bounces back. Now he also has his weapons now. I mean, it looks like Evan Brown will be back. The entire starting goal line will be be intact. Like, for this year, obviously, Big V is out, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, everyone will be intact. Um, I also think offensively, Justin Jackson deserves more carries. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. Just Swift hasn't looked right. He just hasn't been running right. His vision has been awful. Jamal Williams is that tough back. will get you, like, three, four, five yards, but he's not really the back to take a home run. Justin Jackson is right now your home run
3: back, and I think he deserves more carries too. Get yeah. him more involved in this game as a runner. And to go back to your comment about golf, I don't even need golf to be phenomenal like we've seen the last two weeks. Ago, or he's been slinging that bitch, as I like to call it. Slinging that bitch <laughs> versus Jackson uh, Jacksonville, Slinging it versus Minnesota. Like I don't even need to see that version of Goff. I just really need to see him play a very clean football game, manage the football game. This is a game where, you know, they're – Probably biggest weakness is not even a big weakness, like Malcolm said, is their run defense compared to their pass defense. So just have golf play clean when I need him to pass the ball. I like then I expect him to convert on those those you know plays, obviously. But overall, if he can give me a game like the Giants, where he's not like necessarily the hero, he's not necessarily the best player on the offense, but just play a clean game, I'll take that all day of the week.
2: Yeah, yeah I just want to touch up on you know. I don't look too far into the, the whole golf plays bad on the way and golf plays good on the ro- at home stuff because it's just, it's just all when golf got, you know, when his offense got healthy. And that's when golf started playing really well. A lot of those games where you're on the road, golf was throwing the ball to Tom Kennedy. It, I mean, it just, at that point, I mean, this it just, it just is what it is at this point. Now, I mean, going forward, look at the last game when we were healthy, the, during this stretch, you know, you got the, the, the Bears, the the Giants, God played okay. I mean, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't bad.
3: We weren't even completely healthy in those games either. The Bears game, you didn't have Reynolds or Chark. And and then the Giants game, that was the first game of DJ Chark. And, you know, he was really limited in that game. He didn't really get that many snaps. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So So this this is is really the first game on the road, I would say, outside of Minnesota – where you really got all your offensive pieces. And now this time around, you even got Jameson Williams. And yeah. Minnesota game is a little tough to tell because I was in a dome as well. So this is really the first test, I would say, all year in an outdoor environment where you got all your weapons and there's really no excuses.
2: Yeah, yeah there's actually no excuse right now. And we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, I I know the game plan is to run the ball. They should they, That should be the game plan. But would you be shocked if, you know, Dan Campbell said, look, I, I believe our offense is better than their defense. Yeah. So just keep playing to keep just doing keep doing what you're doing and, and just keep slinging the ball around. Would you, would you be shocked if Campbell had that approach?
3: No, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if they went that because they've been slinging that bitch so well recently. <laughs> you know they've been slinging it so well. So like, that. would would I be shocked if they went to it? No. And I and I think overall you're gonna probably see it be more balanced. <laughs> But I think the main focal point of the offense should still be around the run game. You want to be a gritty football team. That's his word, grit, as my boy Sensei would say, grit. Uh, yes. You know, and I, and I think you have to go to that. You know, we've seen that they could use that run game to an advantage and they could win with that run game. I think this is one of those matchups you look to it, kind of like the Giants game. You know, they weren't necessarily great at passing. him and I know they're passing the ball really well right now. They got their weapons. But I still think the running game in this particular matchup I think it should be the main focal point of your offense. But no, I, I don't think Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell get shy of slinging that ball. I really don't.
2: Let me, let me ask you a question. The Jets, the we played the Giants. What were they, they ranked? They had a good defense too, right? Their defense was. Yeah. It wasn't a It was top, 10.
4: It was top it, 17. It wasn't like the Jets. It wasn't like the Jets. I'll say that.
2: Yeah, the Jets are top, top three right now. They're ranked number, what, three right now? Yeah. I think so that's, well, my different, 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 but i know their their passing defense was something it was good some something that's like that i remember they their had a good defense, defense is really
3: oh you're talking about the giants the giants they're, yeah the giants so i don't remember their biggest strength necessarily honest i think it's more their pass defense than their than their run but yeah when yeah. you look
4: at the jets though like normally we we signal out like a guy you could target or maybe like two or three guys you could target and i mean they're all good corners but i'll say this sauce gardener is one of the best corners in the league right now and he's a rookie which is impressive but DJ Reed, their number two corner, he's 5'9. But he's playing at a really high level, right? Then their nickel corner, Michael Carter. I'm taking Amon Ra over Michael Carter. I mean, he's playing well, but I think Amon Ra right now is playing like a top 10 receiver in this league. So you, you still have your matchup that you should try to use. Like, if you have 6'4 Chark on 5'9, DJ Reed, just Tyler said, throw that bitch up and see if you
3: can get it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like sh- it. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, like like Malcolm said, I think they're still gonna they're still gonna you know look to the passing game. They're not gonna completely go away from it. I mean, it's working. They shouldn't go away from it. But I just think the run game is still gonna be a big asset, and they're gonna get all three backs involved. I know you said you want to get Jackson involved. I think he's gonna be a part of this game plan. Jamal Williams definitely, and then you still want to see Swift involved, man. I I, I think sure. it's gone. I think it's gotten better didn't really see too much of him versus Minnesota, but, like, you kind of saw those flashes back when they played Jacksonville. He looked healthy. looked good. Maybe, you know, they're saving him for saving him a little more for this matchup because I think they were doing really good versus Minnesota that they didn't really need to use him as much, and Jackson was getting the job done. So I think they'll get all three backs involved like they've been. You know, it's been a really good committee all year. I agree with that, yeah. Uh, The thing is with Swift,
4: though, man, like, he's he's one of the most talented players on the roster. He just needs to get right. I I don't know what's wrong with him. He just once he gets right, whatever it is, I mean this offense is a lot better when he's right.
2: Yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about Swift. I'm not worried about him one bit. I think he'll be all right.
4: Hopefully. Hopefully.
2: Um Yeah, yeah I think he'll be all right.
4: But like, man, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, Ben Johnson, he has a tough task at hand, but that's his job. Yeah.
3: If Ben Johnson wins this game, and like Malcolm said, if he scores thirty points somehow versus Jets defense, oh, the, you know the rumblings of him getting like a, a promotion somewhere else, like that. You know those, those are already happening. Yeah, no, I'm saying but those rumblings are not going to be rumblings anymore. Those are going to be like he's going to be interviewed all over the league next year.
2: Yeah, he he, he will be. Mm-hmm. He will be if that happens. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Because this is a tough defense, man, and and on the road, and on the road, and if you yeah. could do that, shit hopefully yeah. hopefully they don't hopefully look at it they look at him as you know maybe not ready too young maybe, too young maybe hopefully yeah he's an I'll awful be, just,
3: he, let him stay in detroit we i, like, I, I think bad. we've seen though like teams around especially in the nfl they're not scared of hiring these young guys we saw the offense mike mcdaniel we saw the charge with brandon staley like uh lafleur in green bay he's a little older but like you know he's not as young as like mcdaniel but like you know you know what i mean like these teams are not afraid to hire young coaches. Sean McVay in LA, like teams are not afraid to hire young coaches. Now, would
2: it's they would they hire would, would they hire him after having only one year as OC?
3: They did with McDaniel. McDaniel only been an O. C for one year? Yeah, because it was um it was uh what's his name before Floor. The what guy going up against today. Yeah, Mike Floor. Right. Yeah. I mean, not yeah, floor. Yeah. So that's right. So yeah, McDaniel was only an OC for one year.
4: But he was their run game coordinator, I believe. So like he was,
3: yeah. But he so wasn't was Ben Johnson game. Ben Johnson was our passing game coordinator, you could say, for the past uh year. Yeah, true. So speaking of like Mike LaFleur, you want to get into his offense? Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll talk about this Jets offense.
2: Hey prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. All Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare the different sign codes and promotional codes from different sportsbooks to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so betters can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash wire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Traders, the number one site for your game day bets.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: All right, guys, we are back. Let's talk about this Jets offense. And Pierre hinted at Mike LaFleur, their offensive coordinator. Pierre, you look at this offense. What is some of their strengths? What's some of their weaknesses? And the way I look at this very quickly is – this is definitely their weak suit of their team. Their offense is not great by any means or by any stretch of the imagine. And right. I look at it kind of like the Lions defense. Like, it's not necessarily great, but it's been improved. And I think this Jets offense is kind of similar to that. But I think you can make the argument, which we'll get into in a little bit, that this Lions defense right now is better than this Jets offense. I think that's fair. Yeah, I
4: think that's fair, too. Just when you look at them, obviously, LaFleur comes from the Shanahan tree, and you see a lot of outside zones. You see a lot of that. Not as much eye candy, though. Maybe because they still have, like, a young offense, that's a lot of work. Like, you know how Shannon does a lot of those motions, eye candy, just try to get you off, kind of make manual. But the good thing is the Lions have faced this offense. Lafleur, his brother, and Green Bay, they faced it. Um, shit, I'm drawing a blinker. Against the Dolphins, right? So they kind of know what to expect from this offense. It's obviously Lafleur also has some of his own stuff in it. But overall, a lot of outside zone, a lot of, like, Stuff going up the middle. I mean not going up. A lot of passes in the middle, middle, middle of the field. Which you've seen those Shanahan offenses, basically, right? They get they like to get everyone involved. Um, but up front, man, their O line's a mess. Mike White almost died last week. <laughs>
2: That's been nice multiple times. <laughs> that has be nice, man. <laughs>
4: yeah. Really uh, last week. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember Dwayne Brown from Seattle. He's he's their starting left tackle. He's like 80 years old. Uh, 88 years old, 80 years old. <laughs> and like yeah, NFL age he's actually I think he's 37 yeah he's, he's 37
3: he's a dinosaur
4: <laughs> yeah uh, their left guard is Laken Tomlinson he's not having the best year for them their best offensive lineman this year is Connor McGovern he's their center uh, they have a guard uh, Nate Herbeck is their left guard he's alright and then their right tacklers uh, what do you call it George Fant former Seattle Seahawks having a really former bad year Bears too so, right uh, I
3: believe so So both of their tackles are former uh, Seahawks, Seahawks, which is kind yeah. of interesting Which is not the team you want to steal Offensive linemen from At least not like no, in the past
4: not. Yeah, so <laughs> Mikai Becton, obviously he's hurt This year, and then the other guy They took last year at USC, I'm drawing the blank What's his name, damn it uh, Elijah Tucker. He's he's hurt too, so he's not playing uh, So obviously when two of your starters That, that were
3: supposed to start are hurt You know, you're stuck with guys from the street. Yeah, and I'm tripping. George fan did not play for the Bears, Seahawks, and Jets only. So I'm tripping.
2: Seahawks, yeah.
3: Yeah. So I mean, this is a game your D
4: line should win. You, the Buffalo Bills destroyed them. Uh, I think the Lions. I don't know if they'll necessarily do what the Bills did, but the Lions should be able to generate some pressure. This O line's kind of it's worse than the Vikings O line last. Maybe not. Not, Sort of similar, maybe. Yeah,
3: the Vikings were really banged
4: up last week. The Vikings had backups, yeah. I mean, this is a game where you should get pressure is what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
3: No, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And you look at the receiving core, they have one dynamic rookie receiver, Garrett Wilson. He's he's, he's phenomenal. But other than that, they have a high draft pick, Elijah Moore, who they took in 2021, but not really involved as much as you think he would be. And then they have... Denzel Mims, another former first-round pick. So they have some high draft picks in this receiving core. But am I crazy to say, like, that I'm not intimidated by this receiving core whatsoever outside of maybe Garrett Wilson? No, man, not crazy
2: at all.
4: You're not crazy, but they actually kind of scam me, and here's why. You have Garrett Wilson, who's good. I think Okuda, that's going to be Okuda's task. Then you have Elijah Moore, who's really, really fast, and the Lions have struggled with slot receivers. And he had 10 targets last week, Elijah Moore. So they're trying to get him the ball more. Um, We've seen how the Lions have covered all all year in the slot. It's been awful. That's our biggest Achilles heel on defense, in my opinion, is covering that slot. I think Elijah Moore is going to get involved, and I think he could do some damage, right? And then you have the other side. Corey Davis is hurt right now. Denzel Mims, he's talented, but he just hasn't worked out yet in the NFL. So Elijah Moore scares me, and Garrett Wilson scares me, honestly.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think you bring up a good point, too, with, our nickel corner situation right now just we don't know who's going to necessarily be out there last week will harris was out so we had to throw in um mike hughes essentially in that nickel corner spot and you know it just hasn't been a strength from this year in that spot and we kind of saw it last week he wasn't necessarily great this week i would expect if will harris is good to go i think he probably goes back to that starting nickel cornerback spot and you have a compliment of jeff akuda full strength probably getting the not if not a hundred percent, most of those snaps on the outside, with Jerry Jacobs, who's just been coming to his own recently, has been really, really good. Had a really good game versus Minnesota. Um, had a sack. Had a big pass breakup versus Thielen. So he's really coming out to his own as well. So you feel comfortable with him against a Corey Davis or Denzel Mims, whoever ends up being. Yeah,
2: absolutely, man. I I, th- I think the big uh, a big thing that we have to look out to with this offense, with this Jets offense, is their running back
3: night. Zonovan um, Knight. Fantasy owners, fantasy owners know him. Yeah, fantasy
2: owners, owners know him. If you don't play fantasy, you're probably like who? Um, he's been balling. Um, with his times that he that he had, uh, he's made the best of his opportunity, and he's making a lot of big plays. So, I think we definitely have to sh- do a similar situation with Cook that we did last year, uh, last 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 week, not last year, last week against the Vikings. <laughs> not last year, definitely, definitely not last year. Um, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta stop the running game, and we st- we stopped the running game force the ball in Mike White's hands, have him throw the ball with this bad offensive line, you know, have, you know, a lot of third, third and longs. So we could, it'll be an easy day all, all defensively. Uh, I think, I honestly, feel like our, our pass rushers are going <laughs> to eat. They're going to eat. They're going to eat this game, man, because they're, they're, their tackles are not good. I could easily see, like, three sacks from Houston himself.
3: I think this is a game, too, where you could look at it potentially. Potentially. Defensive Rookie of the Year on the line here, maybe? Between Hutchinson and Sauce Gardner? Like, if Hutchinson has one of those <laughs> signature games, like, let's say, like, the Washington Commanders game where he has three sacks, that buzz is going to get really high with Aiden Hutchinson to potentially win Defensive Rookie of the Year.
2: Going against uh,
3: Faint, uh, your chances are high. Well, George uh, Faint. All right, let, let's do this, hypothetically. Let's say the Lions offense gets rolling and Sauce has his worst day as a pro versus the Lions and Hutchinson has three sacks. I mean... There you go. That happens. you said.
2: He could. He could. Uh. He could seal the deal. Not really seal it because there's still games it's remaining. Still four games
3: left. Yeah. Or it be three yeah. games left after. I
2: think. I think Hutch. I think Hutch wins rookie of the year if he gets to that double digit mark.
3: He's at what seven right now? Seven and a half.
2: He's at seven. So if he could get to like 10, 11, 12, I think he wins it.
3: We'll see. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Gardner. I don't want to get back to their their defense too much, but he he's been shut down this year. I mean, what's the completion rate he's given up here? I'll uh, pull that for you right now. The passer rating when he's targeted
4: is it's like 49. 48.8 <laughs> <48. laughs> passer
3: rating when yeah, targeted. That's, that's ridiculous. That's that's,
2: that's it. What not... will it, it, be hilarious to me, and I will freaking die laughing, is they line JMO right in front of him. They and... hope. He, he, yeah, but J-Mo he, He's he, he's um he's not as like he, he has some strength to him
3: I know, I know no, j- so, J-Mo's one of those guys, man You see him on the field, you gotta back up 5-10 yards <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't
2: think they're gonna press it Because he just makes one move And he gets by, he's gone out. Yeah But what I was saying is that it'll be funny If Jamie they line j right in front of him And j just pew <laughs> sometimes, like sometimes, you're watching film and you're seeing the guy. Has you see that he's fast, but then you're like, when you see it real, life, you're like, oh shit! Like this guy is fast, fast. He's fast, fast. Yeah. Um, I, I'll die laughing. you have if he had a situation like that and just blows our pass him and just. The easy touch though, that'd be phenomenal.
3: Like that. It was funny how you the did Lion, that. Uh, the Lions, Lions social media would, f- would freak out if that happens. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, yeah. wh- wh- whoever's, <laughs> on, whoever's on social media. And- <laughs> and-
2: that said MySpace,
3: whoever's talking Lions football on any social media platform would be buzzing if that happens. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like. Tell it. What are you talking about? Todd, did you even have did you have, I, I, was, I was old enough for MySpace now.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was no, I, was for, I was barely
4: old enough for Facebook. It's Here's fine. the thing with like with the um with the Jets, the run game doesn't even really scare me, Malcolm. They're ranked 20th in rushing offense, 20 uh where is it? 15th in passing offense. They're 29th and third down percentage and then 26th in red zone efficiency versus the Lions are ninth and third down offense and first in red zone efficiency, right? So the Jets' offense isn't – they don't scare you. And Mike White, I mean, he's had his moments, but he's also had his moments where, we're like, what the fuck? Like, he's not a starter in this league. He's hes kind of just – you know Washington has that one dude, what's his name, that quarterback? Taylor Heineke. Um, Taylor ta- t- yeah, I think Heineke is better than him, but he's kind of like their Taylor Heineke right now. Like, he's kind of just there. He, he provides a boost. The team believes in him. The team loves him, but he's not a franchise quarterback.
2: He's, he's not. not
4: um, he's not. He threw, two, I mean, he's a guy who throws touchdowns and a lot of yards, but he also makes mistakes. He throws picks as well. Yeah. So he's yeah, not.
2: This, I'll, say, I'll say this. This is a game that the Jets, I think they're catching the Lions at the wrong time. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is because. If this Jets team right now was playing the Detroit Lions on week five or week six, they would have probably blown us out. They would have probably blown us out because we couldn't be able to stop the running game, and then we'll probably make Mike White look really good. But now they're playing against a team that's hot. They're playing a team with confidence. They're playing a team that believes they can win every single week. I don't know, man. I really like our chances. Yeah.
3: And it's not like... I think one issue we've had is like the the number one receiver, like Justin Jefferson, like we had a tough time with him and we didn't have an Akuda. Like this week we have Akuda back. We're not facing that like true, true, true number one receiver. Like Gary Wilson's really good. and he's gonna be really good in this league for a long time, but like he's not there yet with those guys. Like the Stefan Dixon. No, he's not there yet, but I think he's yeah.
4: the number one receiver in this league right but now. But I
3: think like our corner could they could do a, a solid job. Like there's been some games where Garrett Wilson's invisible. Like he's you know, he's not always gonna be dominant every single game. There there's some games that where Garrett Wilson is not even a factor. So I mean, am not saying that's gonna happen this week, but that's just the point I'm saying. Like he's not there yet with those guys where he's gonna be dominant every single week. So I think you could look at both these teams though, and you look at the Jets offense, look at this Lions defense. If it was just probably a little more improved both sides for, for both of these teams, you could probably be talking about a lot of different record for both these squads the Jets are seven and six right now, the Lions are six and seven. Jets have a little better offense, the Lions have a little better defense. You could be talking about teams that are legitimate division contenders right now and you know, playing for a home playoff game right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. You know what I think with, with, with Garrett Wilson, man. I think what Jeff Okula has to do, he has to go back to that that matchup when he had against the Vikings the first time around. If he could be as physical as that matchup, where he's pressing him and and bullying him and pushing him to push him to the ground and doing shit like that, I think we have a good. I think he had a good shot to pretty much knock Garrett Wilson off his game.
4: Yeah, that's gonna be the yeah. game plan. It has to be the game plan, in my opinion. Like the way you get him. Like Tyler said, team he's sometimes he disappears in games because teams are taking him out of games. Like if Liza Moore or Corey Davis or Denzel Munch, whoever this beats you, let it be. Just don't let Garrett Wilson beat you. I think that's how teams sort of think about it. If those guys beat you, kudos to them, right? But their main guy right now is Garrett Wilson. You take him out, then you know he's their offense struggles, right? I mean, yeah. it's already bad to begin with, but you take the number one receiver out. Shit.
3: Would you guys agree the main focal point on defense is you have to stop the run first?
2: Absolutely. That, that, that should be the – especially, especially in December, man. But, yeah, every week. And you can't let the running game going because you let the running game going, you got the play action going to start going, and then that's going to open up to wide receivers, and yep. then that's when you have a lot of shit that you don't want to happen. You always want to make a team one-dimensional. Yeah. So if you can make it one-dimensional, take away the running game, have Mike White throw the ball 30, 40 times – that's an easy that's an easy deal for Detroit yeah if you have Mike White throw the ball 30-40 times because they can't get the, the running game going he's gonna I like our chances too. a lot yeah, yeah. yeah throw, he don't, he don't, he's gonna fuck up he's not he's not he's not a perfect quarterback or right? you know what I mean he He's okay I think he's an okay quarterback um, Enough that If you haven't Throw the ball too much He's gonna fuck up At least once Yeah So
3: Right Yeah and, So. And, and and I think we said this In our pre-show Before we started Like this could be a game Where the Lions defense Actually ends up winning You the football game Kind of like the Green Bay game A little bit Or like the Packers Or um, the Bears game In the fourth quarter I think that could kind of happen in this week versus the Jets. And we saw it even versus the Giants. They had a really good game versus the Giants. Um, I think stopping the run game versus the Vikings was a big reason why you won this game. And I think this is another week where your defense could end up winning you the football game. Yeah, yeah you stop the run.
2: The
4: you stop the run, make them throw on second long, third and long situations. Obviously, you're also going to see a lot of screen passes with this team because the Shanahan offense does that, right? So. You have to tackle. If you don't, if you if you miss tackles on these guys, they're fast. Elijah Moore is fast. Corey Davis, when healthy, is fast. Garrett Wilson is fast. You, Denzel Mims is fast. Right, their backs their backs are like dynamic and quick. If you miss a tackle, they're gone. So you got to tackle in this game. It's very important. The line so far. They've been great at one of the best tackling teams since like what week nine, week 10.
3: I was just going to say that they've been really good with tackling as far yeah. as especially Jeff. Jeff Akuda, man. And he, he's been yeah. phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can go back to even uh, Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes had a great tackling game last week as well.
3: Yeah. I don't know how much Mike Hughes we see this yeah, week, but you know. But yeah, uh, it will probably see a, a main. Mike Hughes of- is an outside corner in my opinion. I, I think so yeah, too. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we'll I think we'll probably you. see a majority of Jerry and Jeff and then I think of Willie, Will Harris. Willie, yeah, William Willie. William Will, whatever you want to call him. he will be back,
1: to that. back Willie to that Harris.
3: <laughs> yep. Oh man. He's a he good tackler too. So yeah, I'm I'm fine with him. Yeah, he's been much improved. So, I mean, he that was like his biggest Kryptonite for a while, is that he couldn't tackle.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, I like our chances though, man. I think our secondary right now, as far as tackling, uh, they've been they've been up there.
3: All right, Malcolm, Pierre, you guys ready to head out of here? Let's uh, prepare for Sunday as we get into our Twitter space. Anything else to add on this game?
4: Playoff game, right? Like I think what I said it. I'll say it again. It's a playoff game for both teams. If either team is out, they're probably out of the playoffs. The Jets have lost four of their last six. The Lions have won the five of their last or five of their last six. So, I mean, this is big for both teams, and the Jets are home. I think it's like an even matchup, but I just like our chances a little more. We'll get more into that on Sunday on this basis, but this is a playoff-type game for both teams, and both of these coaches are really good coaches. So, And like I said earlier, it's,
2: it's, man, you have one team who's hot right now. They won five yeah. of their last six, and you have another team who's coming off two straight O's. We'll see. Pissed off team we'll too.
4: Yeah. They're, yeah, I mean the Jets. You're gonna be playing an angry Jets team. They're home. They want to bounce back. It, it's not. Yeah. It's gonna be a really tough matchup. It's not. It's nothing's easier about this game. But
2: no, that's it's the not. way you
4: have to be built, man. Those. That's how the playoffs are, right? Like you're. In, yeah. You get in December. You have to win these games. You win these games. You're legit. You don't maybe you can win them next time but it
2: it is what it is because look I mean you gotta think about it this way if we get to the playoffs you're gonna be playing on the road so you're gonna have to deal with a hostile crowd anyway so this is a a great way to get yourself ready for that so we get through this game you have another one against Carolina let's just get ready man one game at a time let's knock these guys out go to the next one and see what happens man
3: yeah, yeah, you got two teams, and, and yeah. uh, coming up in your schedule will be fighting for playoff spots. As so, believe it or not, the Carolina Panthers are fighting for a playoff spot right yeah. now, just because their division sucks ass. But yeah, and <laughs> believe it or not, they're playing really well
4: under. they I want to say really well, but they're playing a lot better under Wilkes versus under Rule.
3: So and they upset the Sales Seahawks on the road. <laughs> so that was a big win for them, man. Helped yeah, us man. out. Helped a lot us lot out. Of the week. I helped us my out though. Of the week. It yeah, helped the, help the Lions out. out,
4: but did not help my lack of the week out. But I'll
3: take it. All our locks the week busted last week. It was terrible. I'll take that.
2: Hopefully, wait before we before head out.
3: Fuck lock of the week. These man.
2: playoff seedings. Do we just need these? Any of these teams to lose two more games? Is that, is that how it works right now? How about this, Malcolm? I'll tell you this. Take care of your business. You're uh, right. I, yeah, I already know that, but no,
3: because if they That's went out, I we all too, we went it. out. If we win out, they win out. We still don't get in. These teams are fraudulent. Seahawks and the <laughs> Giants. I they're going to win out. Well, I've, I've it, it. It,
2: it's, it's, it's literally impossible for all these teams to win out because, first of all, play the, the 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 Giants play the, the Commanders yeah. Um, next week. So it's, it's impossible. It's physically impossible yeah. for every team
3: to go to to win out. Yeah. So take your business. You're one and a so half out of the playoffs. the Commanders
4: in that case, right? Or are you to the Giants? Uh, it doesn't matter.
3: Uh, who
2: has a hard schedule? I think, the, I think the Giants have the hardest schedule.
3: It's who so you, it's who you believe is going to fall off more. You you'd rather, yeah, you probably want the commanders to win. I'd better. Yeah, probably want the commanders to win. But you have the tiebreaker both though, for both those teams, which is good.
2: But the tiebreaker doesn't doesn't exist because these knuckleheads wanted to tie a tie game.
4: I know that game but sucked. You do, like if you do have the same record though, you get it's the tiebreaker.
2: Like, it's impossible for us to have the same record. They're going to have one less loss than us. So even if they go. 10, if 6, they, and 1. If, go, if we go 10 and 7, they're going to be – and they win all the game. they're going to be 10, 6, and 1. They're
4: a game ahead of you. That's why. Yep. They but have, right have now, a, a fun fact is the Lions are a game and a half behind that playoff spot, that last wild card spot. Yeah, so, and, the, and the, way okay. I, the
3: way I the way I look at it is one of those NFC East teams are going to make it between the Giants <laughs> or the Commanders, and then I think it really comes down to Detroit or Seattle. That's how so I look you, at or it. Cowboys. too. So Oh well, no, the Cowboys, the Cowboys I think they're locked,
2: locked they're, they're locked in there. Um it's really between those three teams. Yeah. It's, uh, or four, if you want to uh, Us, Seattle, Commanders, Giants. Giants yeah, now, you really don't know. think the you don't think the, the Seattle Seahawks knock out one of their teams as well? And both NFC East
3: teams come off? I don't. No. I think it, I think it comes down, I think one of those East teams are gonna win, and then I think they, they both the, have really hard schedules. And then I think it's the Lions or Seahawks. Seahawks have a tough schedule too. They still have to go to Arrowhead. Here.
4: <laughs> Bro, I mean, shit, that's tough. But like, here's the thing, man. Like, and the 49 oh, man, this
2: man. is Thursday. This is
4: how I look at it, right? Important. Get the other teams, Malcolm. I, I like, told myself the other day, I don't care what other teams do. If we take care of our business, we first we have to worry about the Jets before we worry about mm-hmm. other teams. We take care of the Jets, and then let's say a couple of those teams lose, whatever, you're fine. You take care of the Panthers, maybe one of those teams loses again. And then, you know, you have, what, Green Bay and what other team, the Bears? The Bears. Yeah. Bears if, and
2: win, the thing is, right now, we win this week and we win next week. And so one of those other teams lose both weeks. We're going to be in the playoff spot.
4: Yeah. So if you win this week and next week, your chances go up to 67% making the playoffs. Right now, they're
2: 21%. Yeah, because, yeah, because, you know, the, the commanders and the, and the Giants are guaranteed a loss. Or tie, unless a tie, yeah, unless <laughs> a tie, but a tie fuck them up, wouldn't it? Yeah, you don't want two ties. Yeah, the two ties won't will help them out. No. So if one of those other teams lose a following week, we could jump up to that spot.
3: Yeah, yep, right. So if so, we handle no business,
2: if we handle no business, but we gotta handle business.
3: Yeah, I think you yeah. could even make an argument that nine wins could potentially get you in, but you're you're playing risky at that point if you yeah. if you lose one game.
2: Nine wins can potentially get you in, but it's, like you said, it's very risky. Yeah, you're, playing, you're playing
4: risky. You're gambling I mean, at that point, bro. Even like we were talking about, like the the Bears and the Packers, those are still divisional games. Those are going to be tough games. Like right, well, maybe their roster not as talented, but divisional opponents are always, in general, around the league. Those games are always close. Like the Bills and Jets been close all year. I mean, there's Giants. no giving games
3: in NFL. I mean, look at the there's Texans. There's no and Cowboys. games. Yeah.
4: So, <laughs> If you take your opponent's light and Kalman like always preaches it like when they were playing the Jaguars and they were playing the Vikings, now they're playing the Jets. He always preaches like we cannot take this team lightly. It's an NFL team. They got some talent. Our work is cut off for us. They, they can't sleep on any of these teams. If they do, that's how you lose. Thank God, though, yeah. Campbell. I mean, he always preached it right in the beginning of his pressers every week. So he looks like he gets these guys right. And- he does, man.
2: Because you see what we did to the Jaguars, man. A team we're supposed to beat, you put your foot down their throat you don't let go. Um that's what I mean, that's what they should do to these last two games. I don't expect I don't expect um Aaron Rodgers to even play that game. Might be we'll, uh, Jordan left. Could we'll see happens. what happens. But we'll see what happens. It definitely could be. <laughs>
3: All right, guys, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride podcast as of us previewing the New York football Jets, the New York football Jets versus the brand new Lions. We'll be live on Twitter Spaces an hour before the game and we'll be live instantly after the game and very similarly to the Minnesota game. I can guarantee you guys it's going to be a very, very emotional Twitter Spaces post game. I can guarantee you that good or bad it's going to be emotional after the game because there's a lot on the line for both of these squads so you're definitely going to want to be in tune especially if they win this football game it's going to be a fun spaces so come join us on Twitter Spaces Sunday and I'm signing out guys peace
4: All right, guys hope y'all enjoy your week and I'll see you guys on Sunday peace
2: all right, Charles, your boy Malcolm and you know, like Tyler said, man, I think that Sunday Twitter space is gonna be very emotional, man Uh, this is gonna be a weekend. We can win this game. I'm gonna put it out on the air I'm gonna guarantee a playoff berth. I'm gonna guarantee a playoff berth if we win this game Oh, well, let's put that out there, man. But yeah, ooh, let's go, man <laughs> Well, with that being said, man, I am out. Peace